The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. With me today are Susan and Virginia. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. In case you missed that, that was Susan, then Virginia. (laughs) You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio Search Engine Optimization Channel, stream it on SEMSynergy.com, or pick it up on iTunes. Uh, Or all three. I think that would be great. As you know... On this show, we try to talk about Internet marketing in a sort of a holistic way. There are various channels. uh, They certainly interact, and, you know, they are somewhat synergistic. There's a a great effect there. Today, we're going to focus on paid search advertising by looking at a couple of programs, in particular the brand-new Google program for advertisers. Um, It is a little bit different from anything they've done before. They commonly have a couple product entries, they commonly have pay-per-click, and then everybody has the much sought-after free web results uh, that you have to basically break a sweat and work for years to get. Um, What is the new program? Tell us about it. Well, I think it's called Product Ads, and it's a joint between Google Base and the Google Affiliate Network. So now you can pay Google for conversions, not just clicks. Do you do it instead of clicks or in addition to clicks? I'm a little fuzzy on how you get there in the first place. Yeah, I... <laughs> Susan is going to have, like, a hernia over I here. am, because we talked about this for I don't know how long before we started recording, and I still don't get it. I'm, I don't know if I'm having a dumb day or it just really doesn't make sense, but it kind of looks like you pay to show up, right? And so somebody clicks on you, and then if they buy something, then you pay again. Or so you pay twice. you pay for the click. Right. So do you pay to show up, and then you pay for the click, and then you pay for the conversion? Because there's a network fee for the affiliate network, right? So to get in in the first place, you pay your fee. Then you have your minimum price for participation if somebody clicks. And then you have the conversion fee. But somehow, in all of this, if it shows up in the regular product listing, you don't pay for that. I don't understand. Yet. Well, maybe that, and maybe that's the case. I don't know. I'm confused. Well, we're pretty much on what is going on, and if we're confused, I think the average consumer will be confused. the The easiest way to read this is that the average person doesn't really understand how to calculate return on investment. 
You're talking about the advertisers now. Yeah, the business people that are placing the ads. I don't think they understand how to calculate return on investment. Not all of them. Well, I'll pay a dollar and, uh, you know, I have a, this many people convert and it costs me this much to make it and this is how much profit I have and so I'm making money on that. Well, in this particular case, I basically get to say, this is what I'm willing to pay as an affiliate. Just like any other affiliate program out there, I'm just paying Google instead of paying the other affiliates. But the advantage Google has is people go there to find things, whereas in a lot of other affiliate sites, they stumble over the ads. Best uh, affiliate network ever. <laughs> like this doesn't seems like a tricky way to dis- define an affiliate network. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're defining it as an ad with a conversion kicker. But it's really, Google is now an affiliate to everybody that wants to place an ad. Exactly. I liked your theory that you were talking to us before we um, started the segment that um, maybe Google, with all their infinite wisdom and analytics and everything like that, got to thinking, hey, it looks like advertisers aren't paying as much as they could be paying based on their ROI. And um, this is a way to get them to see pretty clearly the correlation between what they're paying, what they're bidding, and what they're getting back. So if they can see, oh, I'm getting a lot more than I'm paying, then they'll pay more. Yeah, I mean, if I'm paying X amount of dollars for pay-per-click and making a bundle, and Google has any awareness of that, they may very well have decided that this is an opportunity for the uninitiated to come in and set an affiliate fee that's much higher than their real cost of doing pay-per-click. Who knows? What I'm really worried about is what if it is successful? If I'm in this program, will suddenly I start paying for my organic clicks? Yeah, well, and see, this, here's the other thing. It's based on the information you submit to Google Base. So you can't even optimize it. Like, you can't go back in and insert keywords because it's just whatever your product listings are that are being fed into Google Base. So if it's being fed into Google Base and that's where they're pulling the affiliate thing because you're part of the affiliate network and then it also shows up in the organic, how do they tell where the source is? I mean, mean, they're Google. I'm sure they have like fancy analytics or whatever, but how do you tell really so that you can tell it's not being cross-attributed? Do you register the domain or do you register the product? I believe it's by product. Well, if somebody searches and you would have had a Google base entry, maybe they just simply take the organic and might eventually... uh, Just phase it out? Well, would they? I mean, the problem we have is that organic is separated from anything that is commercial. We understand how that works, but there's nothing to prevent Google from saying, oh, We've got so many people here that are making so much money on this. We're going to go to 10 entries from Google Base, just like on Maps and everything else. And it's no longer going to be the three entries in this little section that people have learned to skip over, but I'll take the whole page. I mean, there's no reason Google can't make more money being at Google. The question I have is, how does an end user figure out what their maximum affiliate payment is? How do I decide it's only worth a dollar per conversion or do I decide it's worth more? 
I think that what we're going to see are people in the pay-per-click space getting into this, people in SEO getting into this, and we're going to become almost business advisors. If you don't understand how to how to actually calculate the value of this, I think you're missing out. Most of the people are not in affiliate programs now. They have no clue. Uh, I'm still confused. So. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for a break on that note, but keep those headphones in. More SEM Synergy is on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Hey, have you got that number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. And what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prwebauthor.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online news release and content distribution service. Inbox, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and I'm joined by Heather Lutze a search marketing consultant and frequent speaker on the search industry conference circuit. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, it's my pleasure. So today we've been talking about online advertising and paid search, and Heather has written a book called The Findability Formula, The Easy, Non-Technical Approach to Search Engine Marketing. And it was published uh, this year, I believe it was a few months ago. Um, It's available now on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, all the typical places. Um, And I've been reading it, and it's really quite an excellent resource on paid search marketing. It breaks things down so that even a total beginner can understand the concepts, the strategies, the tasks that make up SEM. Um, And you open the book with a funny story about a gift. Uh, I think it's it kind of sets the tone for learning about the goal of SEM. Do you mind telling yeah. us the story and the lesson that came from it? 
Sure. I mean, and I say this with all due respect to my Google team and my Google reps. It was just a moment that I had um, when my, my team flew out to meet my agency. And, um, you know, we had spent uh, many millions of dollars with them over that year. And um, they had pulled out this very special gift from the executive closet. And, you know, I mean, I think it's funny as agencies, over time you start to think that the big payout is going to come from Google, right? Because there's no commission and you're kind of waiting for that moment. You're like, I got my Google fridge. That was great. But mm-hmm. I thought maybe, you know, we'd been working with them for, gosh, 10 years now. And... Um, they gave us, uh, you know, this beautiful bag. It was all lovely decorated. And, and I opened it up, and it was a pen. It was one of those James Bond-style pens, and it had the, you know, three-gigabyte um, USB. It had a flashlight. It had a laser pointer. And it's just a, it was in that moment that I think that I connected with my real purpose for writing the book, and that was that don't expect the payout to come from Google. Expect the payout to come from the prospective customer who finds you. And that has to be your goal. That has to be your emphasis. And that really, even as an agency, um, I was spending so much of my time expecting that reward from Google. And uh, from a paid search standpoint, maybe you expect that reward from a uh, quality score standpoint or a, a bid standpoint. And I think the, the real reason behind the story is, you know, where is our focus? Is it on making Google happy or is it about making the search the searcher be truly happy with the experience they've just received. Exactly, because so often when we're talking about search marketing, it's it, you're you know you're get this tunnel vision for the search engine. But I just thought Absolutely. that was a, a cool story that illustrates you know the concept really well. So yeah, yeah, and I you know and I, I say that with all with all due respect to my team because they're awesome and they support me in so many ways. But it just is my own personal epiphany, not not a dig against Google by any means. No, no, of course not. Um, and so, okay, so here's another thing. And, and it, again, looking at the searcher's process, um, you explain in the book the concept of the keyword trail. Um, yeah. And basically, that's, you know, shopping online is usually a multi-step process, and the searcher will come um, back to search several times along the way looking for something slightly different and that's all reflected in the keywords they search with so if an advertiser's goal is to get a sale you know that final step in the process do you recommend that they have a campaign targeted to earlier steps in the buying cycle as well or is that putting your money in the wrong place well, that's a great question. I mean, the chapter three in the book talks about how people search, shop, and buy online, and really understanding your company's path to purchase, meaning, and I talk about the perfect click in that chapter, meaning I think everyone who owns a website wants the perfect click, and the perfect click would be they go to my, they see my ad, they click on the ad, and they buy or take that action instantly, right? And I think that a lot of times people who are new to this think that's what's going to happen, and what I'm trying to do in Chapter 3 is really explain to people that it's an ongoing relationship builder. And that if you think about your own search behavior, you don't just necessarily take that first buying decision on the first try. You may bookmark. You may look at um, customer, you know, consumer reports. You may go to shopping sites. You may read reviews. So there's a lot of, of steps that happens between the first time they see you and the time they buy. And giving them a valuable interaction each time. So when I'm searching informationally and I type in a one or two keyword phrase, I'm not really ready to buy. I am really just investigating or informationally searching. 
So you may give them a product review or a white paper download on how to properly select that person. You know the whole progressive approach? They've really nailed it. You know, we may not be the one that you buy for insurance, but we want you to know what all the rates are, and we hope you'll pick us. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's a very informational approach that Progressive has taken in that they want to give you all the information, and there's a pretty good chance you're going to choose them. But they still have a very sort of altruistic approach to that informational process. And I think they really understand that you have to give someone a valuable result. And as they move down that shopping cycle or path, that you're giving them something that really satisfies them and builds another step in that relationship before they buy. Those are, that's a really, probably the, the best strategy you can have and put yourself in the consumer's mind. Sure, and they, you'll have a set of keywords for information, and you're like, okay, what am I giving them there, right? Then you'll have mm-hmm. a set of keywords for shopping. Okay, what am I giving them there? And then finally, the ultimate, right, is for them to buy. And what is that experience for them when they're ready to buy? So and then do you have ha- different ad having- campaigns for ahead, each sorry. of those steps? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Do you have different ad campaigns? Is that how you group those, or is that not necessary? You certainly could try that, and I think that may be a good way to start, especially if you're thinking is a bit jar- garbled. I mean, oftentimes when you first start, you, th- you make one campaign, one ad group, and you throw every keyword in there. And what we're trying to really re-educate or educate new, new um, advertisers is that there's a lot of work into organization of these accounts. The more organized you are and the more clear you are about your messaging and about what you give them at that stage in the buying cycle, if you set up your campaign in that same fashion and you speak to them with those different voices, your conversion rates and your ability to convert that first click to a purchase over time is going to be much, much better. You're also going to have – Google's going to reward you, too, because if you set up your account that way, then the keyword to the ad text to the landing page engagement is high quality, and you're going to get a high-quality score. So it's not only great for users, but Google will also reward you because you've really taken time to customize that user experience. Win-win. Can't miss with yeah, that. that's great. Okay. Um, now, while I've got this excellent PPC expert on the phone, um, the holidays are six months away. Uh, do you have any recommendations uh, that you're making to clients in terms of where they should be at their plan- uh, holiday planning? Sure. Um, chapter 9 of my book, actually, is called Seasonality. And it actually, inside there, when, when I was doing training for Yahoo, um, we had this, what we call, seasonal um, pay-per-click launch chart. It's in the book. And I think the same goes for Google. It, it kind of shows you that window for, if I'm getting ready for Christmas, when should I be launching my pay-per-click campaigns? When should I have them loaded and ready? And I always say, if you get to Walmart and the Christmas stuff is out, you're too late. <laughs> Those, mm-hmm. That's when you should have had your pay-per-click accounts launched and ready to go. So okay. I would say that um, if you're thinking about the holidays or New Year's uh, or even Valentine's Day, that you should be aggressively building uh, and working on your campaigns now, that you can get them loaded, you can make sure that they've been approved, there's no issues with, with Google and Yahoo and MSN, and that you're ready to launch them to, to take full advantage of that seasonal window. Um, and then you're really kind of, you're getting into their consideration process in a much earlier fashion. Uh, it's so funny because even my mom, she, starts, she should start shopping for Christmas the day after Christmas. <laughs> 
So it's hard mm-hmm. to know what that Christmas seasonality is. For some people, it's all year. But for most of us procrastinators, it's usually the month before the Christmas holiday starts or the, 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 you know, that holiday time starts. So, um, you know, be mindful of that and be ready. I think that's good to remember because, you know, PPC is often talked about as this the instant way to get recognition on the search uh, results page. But that doesn't mean that there's not plenty of months of planning necessary or that you could take advantage of to your benefit. So. Well, I mean, even for seasonality, I'm still going to go through that same shopping cycle we just talked about. I mean, if Dad wants the perfect fishing reel, and I know nothing about fishing, you know, I'm going to have to go through that same path to purchase before I get to purchasing what I'm going to get. And I need to make sure that I can go through that process in enough time to have it shipped to my house. Mm-hmm. So you need to really be mindful of your audience. Um, be writing ad text that really speaks to the, not so much the savvy consumer, who may be your customer the rest of the year, but even the customer who doesn't know about your product and service and they're buying for for the aficionado in in their family. And now all of a sudden you're trying to educate a very different visitor, someone who knows nothing about fishing and has to now educate themselves on what's the best reel for dad. And that's a very sort of different engagement than maybe you would have the whole rest of the year. Mm. That's another good point. And there's so many more in the book, The Findability Formula, the easy, non-technical approach to search engine marketing. Um, You can find more from Heather on Twitter. She's uh, at Heather Lutze, L-U-T-Z-E, or go to heatherlutze.com. The Findability Formula is on Borders, Amazon, other places too. And um, it comes on CD, which I thought was cool. You can just pop it into your car and learn while you're driving or working out. And also, a lot of really great offers come with the book, like a $50 um, credit for a new account in Yahoo Search Marketing or two months free from Word Tracker, their keyword research tool. It's really just a wealth of resources. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Heather. Thank you so much for giving me the time. After the break, we're going to be back with uh, Bruce Clay, SEM analyst Jim, to look at his strategy for theming PPC campaigns. SEM Synergy will be right back. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high-converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit ConversionCritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.ConversionCritic.com. Did you know? 99designs is the leading marketplace for graphic design on the internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects the average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. Here's your bill. 
Thank you so much, guys. Hey, it's all right. I'll take care of the tab, Jason. Well, thanks, Dave. How are you doing so well these days? It seems everyone's in a pinch for cash. RevenueWire.com, that's how. RevenueWire? Yeah, RevenueWire.com is an all-in-one platform offering affiliates high-demand software from top-notch PC utility merchants. With 75% commissions, twice-monthly payouts, incredibly accurate analytics tools, RevenueWire is making me more money today than I did in the last few years put together. Even in this economy? Especially in this economy. RevenueWire has a ton of great products to meet the demand. I'm telling you, this network is recession-proof. RevenueWire, the recession-proof network platform. For more information, visit RevenueWire.com today. That's RevenueWire.com. PPC Rockstars will take you to the promised land of PPC Profit. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Virginia, and I'm here with Susan and Jim. And today we've been talking about some of the new online ad opportunities, as well as the tried and true, like PPC. Um, So we've talked about siloing on the show before, which is an SEO technique that helps your site be seen as relevant for keywords by structuring sections of your site around themes. Um, Did you know theming can also be used in the paid search uh, arena? Um, Is that something you'd recommend, Jim? Yeah, absolutely, Virginia. Uh, Really, I'm going to focus what I'm talking about today on AdWords, but this can be applied to really any search engine. Uh, One of the most common things I see in any PPC account is an ineffective account structure, which can be deadly uh, in this rapidly growing and highly competitive uh, marketing environment. Google lets you divide keywords into ad groups and ad groups into campaigns, and so my advice for every client is to use them and use them effectively. Uh, There's been too many times where I've seen accounts with just one campaign, which makes it very hard to align proper ad groups, and too many cases of having only one ad group in each of those campaigns. Uh, Campaigns need to have your highest level themes. If you're an online men's clothing store, you may have a campaign for suits, for ties, for shirts, for swimwear, for athletic wear. And there's many benefits to doing this. By having the proper campaign structure, you can now properly align your ad groups for these campaigns, which I'll go over more in a second. Uh, You can also have a much better understanding of ROI on each of these product lines, which makes it easier to see uh, the performance of, of all these, even at a glance. And uh, the drill down becomes much simpler. As far as managing it, if you notice a drop off in cost per conversion for any of these campaigns, it's much easier to drill down into specific ad groups and find out where the problem areas might be. Uh, on an ad group level, uh, ad groups need to be tightly themed uh, around, uh, around each of these product themes. For this men's clothing store, let's say with uh, a sweaters campaign, uh, you know, I would definitely recommend for an ad group to be the types of sweaters that are available, whether it's V-neck, cashmere, hoodies, turtlenecks. Uh, the idea is to really theme these ad groups around how people search and uh, tailor the ad groups around each of these specific keyword areas. In some cases, I've seen and I've created, uh, I've created accounts with hundreds and hundreds of ad groups that have maybe one or two keywords in the ad group. And uh, with you know with the right theming, there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You mentioned that one of the cool things about dividing your um, keywords into different campaigns is being able to identify 
the problem areas better because you're not going to have to look sure. through like a whole, whole bunch of stuff. Um, so I guess that would help you also see identify if something's like out of place in your theme. Maybe you assumed that they're related, and but users don't really look at it the same way. Absolutely. I mean, it, by by having by having the right structure in place, uh, any kind of inefficiencies in the account really just pop out at you. I mean, no longer does it take uh, having to dig through months and months of information. Uh, you get data, and you get it rather quickly on uh, on what's working and what's not. And uh, management becomes uh, much, much easier with a structure like this. So the way you're describing it, I mean, it just sounds to me like hundreds of campaigns and hundreds of ad groups in these campaigns. That just sounds so overwhelming, but it sounds like you're saying it's actually easier to manage because you're getting the higher level view. I mean, it, it yes, absolutely. I mean, it, there's, I mean, there's many benefits to doing it this way. Uh, you know, as far as as far as the ad groups go, uh, by having one or uh, several similar keywords in each ad group, uh, you can incorporate those as much as possible uh, and as often as possible into an effective ad. By doing so, uh, when your ad gets displayed, you're going to have those keywords show up in bold, uh, f- in bold throughout the ad, uh, which is going to play a very ro- large role in increasing click through rate. And uh, as everyone knows, by increasing click-through rate, you're going to see a boost in your quality score, which will save you money. Uh, Google's also going to be rewarding you for tightly theming those ad groups. Uh, you're going to see they, they see a relevance in, in the keywords to the ads, and they reward you again with more quality scores. That's a large component of it. And they do that by keyword or by ad group? They do it by both. I mean, it's if you're, it's basically relevancy is key with quality score, and so if you're if you're providing keywords that match up to the right ads, you're basically giving uh, you're giving the searchers what they wanted, and in Google's eyes, uh, if you're giving if you're giving searchers what they wanted, it's relevant. People are more hap- people are happier with Google, and uh, it's going to help click through rate. So they're gonna they're gonna make money as well. Okay, this might be a dumb question. How does it affect matching? Like, if you're using exact match, obviously, it's just going to show up for whatever keyword you have. But, I mean, does it affect the broad match, the... I I don't really remember all the match types, but how how does that... How does it affect the matching affect the ad groups? Sure. Well, I mean, basically, with with, with any of these themes, it's important that... uh, it's important to have uh, to try out exact phrase and broad match. Uh, it's, in, it's important to try out all these three match types. Uh, with with broad matching, uh, the key there is to definitely focus on uh, negative on focus on negative keywords as much as possible. As the data comes in, uh, you might find you might find some queries in there that you're matching to that are uh, I guess they're they're advanced what Google calls advanced matching. But really, it's uh, some of them get kind of out there, and so keeping an eye on all of the queries and what comes in. Uh, is really key to having to, to tracking the right negatives, and uh, and then really it's just a matter of measuring profitability. Uh, if the exact and phrase are what's making money, then stick with it. But uh, getting as as tightly themed as possible is what's key there. And and aside from quality score, I mean, what's most important about this is that you're showing the people searching that you have what they want, you can fulfill their needs, and most importantly, you can now send this traffic directly to the landing pages that uh, that match what exactly they're looking for. And that kind of goes back to what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago with the lifetime value. Sure. If people see that what they're getting exactly what they expected, they're going to come back more often, which is... 
I guess, a good thing. Um, we are, once again, out of time. Thanks so much to Webmaster Radio for producing MCM Synergy. If you have an internet marketing question or any topics that you'd like to hear about on the show, send them over to synergy at bruceclay.com. This is Susan asking you to come back next week for more industry insight and experts. You can also visit synergy.com for info on this week's guests and topics. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. Yeah.